fun to what's going on. Uh, today, uh, we have an interesting topic I wanted to kind of break down. We're going to talk about Sean King. Uh, Sean King, uh, we're going to talk about money. Um, I'm going to give you an honest perspective on Sean King, good and bad and everything in between. And so uh, we're going to have an intelligent black conversation, though, about it. We're not going to have a an ignorant hater conversation. I'm not here to dog a brother or to lift him up as anybody's superhero. But I'm going to tell you exactly what I see. And also, I'm going to put on my finance professor hat for a second and actually talk about the economics behind activism and why activists sometimes get it wrong. And I'm not saying Sean's getting it wrong. I'm saying that sometimes we as activists get it wrong because I believe if you're black, you have to be an activist. So get comfortable, buckle up your seatbelt. Uh, we're gonna get started on drboystv.com right now. Here we are, clan the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now, family, we the ones who gotta delegate. Get that money in the power, never be fake. Stick to co-sign for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees, triple ten. Three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is bliss, but we can turn it to intelligence. Please, none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down here on Dr. Voice TV. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to DrBoysTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. Uh, one of the things you should know when you come into this platform is that we are black first. Black first, uh, a.k.a. B1. B1 means that we put our community at the top of our priority list. Uh, B1 means that we solve our own problems. We're not worried about what white people are doing. Uh, B1 also means we understand we must be one in order to be successful. Also, B1 means that our children, B1 children, not just all, not all American children, not all black children, but B1 children are going to be the leaders of the future in the next 50 years are going to lead the world in economic intelligence, education, and all the things that are good. So if you agree with that philosophy, if you're okay with that, then put a hashtag B and the number one in the chat, hashtag B one. We must be intentional about our outcomes or we're going to just get what anybody uh, adds to, you know, to our lives, what anybody else decides we're going to get. And I'm not into that nonsense. So let me go ahead and just uh, talk about Sean King. Now I'm going to do a little experiment. Uh, Sean King, I don't know if you guys saw First of all, let me ask you a yes or no question. How many of you saw uh, the controversy with Sean King today? It looks like Sean King's tr trended on Twitter. Uh, give me a yes if you saw that, a no if you didn't. Uh, and, and, uh, and then, you know, let me know if you even know who Sean King is and have followed any of his work and stuff like that. Um, I assume you know who he is. Uh, I want to start the foundation there. So give me a yes or no. If you have noticed that uh, Twitter is really, really chatting a lot about Sean King today, and uh, he's kind of the big topic of conversation, as he's been on many occasions. Uh, OK, and so I see a lot of you know what's going on with Sean and you've seen what's been happening and stuff like that. OK, so the next question that uh, I want to ask you is this. And this is an interesting experiment. We did an experiment on our on my Twitter uh, page, my Twitter is uh, Dr. Boyce Watkins one, Dr. Boyce Watkins in the number one, uh, and, uh, and and on the uh, survey, I asked, uh, "Do you trust Sean King?" And I was really surprised because uh, when I asked, you know, if people trust Sean King or not, it was literally split right down the middle. Like, you know, and remember, these are intelligent black people. This is not; these are not average Negroes. These are not. Uh, a bunch of white people. Not many white people follow me. There are a few, but you know they sometimes they get booted out. You come in here acting all crazy and white, you're gonna get booted out. So, uh, so, so this is um, a select group of black people, but it's in the hundreds of thousands across our different platforms. And I was really intrigued by the fact that it's like right down the middle. That literally half of the black community 
thinks Sean King is cool. Half the black community thinks he's he's whack. Uh, and so uh, so give me a yes or no if you trust Sean King. Give me a yes if you trust him. Give me a no if you don't trust him. Uh, and I want to see what the responses are in, inside this chat. Now, why do I ask you that question? Well, the reason I ask that question is because right now the big thing with Sean is he's getting a lot of hate for a lot of reasons. I mean, you remember back in the day, Tamiria Rice, the mother of Samir Rice, was um, was really going hard at him. Uh, there are a lot of people that they made they, they had some really interesting nicknames for Sean that really I thought were like, wow, <laughs> you know, uh, so I, I got some actually on my phone. Let me see if I can pull them up. They were actually kind of funny, but uh, because I think the big controversy with Sean was is Sean really uh, black or not? Right. Is he black? Is he black enough? As you guys know, that's our social media platform, B-L-A-G-G-E-N-U-F. Right. So so people were asking, is Sean black enough? And uh, and I'm looking here. OK, so Sean King who has the same name, ironically, says, I don't trust him. Uh, Omar says, I know nothing about him. Willie Crook says, uh, undecided. Uh, um, Ma'at Tahiti says, uh, never, ever, ever. Okay, so so I'm looking. It almost, it's interesting because, so DTTG says yes. Now, that's really interesting. So there are, there are a few of you who say yes, but it looks like a lot of you are saying no. And I think that that's really fascinating. And M. Will says any man that supported socialists and flip-flops on candidates cannot be trusted. Okay. Okay. That's a good point. So anyway, let me just, because I think it's funny, I'm going to read some of the interesting nicknames people have come up with uh, for Sean. There's like a whole long list. Uh, Talcum X, which is interesting. Talcum X, Thurgood Marshall, W.E.B. DeBlanc, Medgar Nevers, Snow J. Simpson, Martin Luther Cream, Kareem, like with a C, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Iggy Apalia, get it pale, uh, uh, James Pearl Jones, Tupac Sugar, like sugar, uh, Blankston Hughes, and there's the list is long. There's a whole lot. Light Tyson, Martin Luther Keyboard, Fair Akon, F-A-I-R, Fair Akon, get it, Fair Akon, Thieving Ivory Wayans. So, so this is this is uh, interesting, right? This is pretty heavy, and I guess this comes with the territory. And I think Sean is probably used to it by now. And uh, and and that's not the issue, right? My goal is not to make fun of Sean King or to tell you what to think about Sean King one way or the other. Um, you know, so so and in fact, let me just say this: my only interaction with Sean, Sean's from Kentucky, as I am, and the only interaction I ever had with Sean was um was uh, he did actually ghost me one time. I was a little bit, I, was, I ain't gonna lie, I was a little bit insulted by it, but but that it, to me is not enough to um, to say bad things about the guy, right? You know, it, we, were, we were supposed to do an interview. We were scheduled, we were booked. I told everybody it was gonna happen and what time and when, and then suddenly Shine got sick, right? And now he's, he's tweeting up a storm. He's doing other interviews. He's doing other stuff at the same time, but he got sick. And so I told the producer, I said, well, when he's not, not sick anymore, uh, why don't we reschedule? And he never got not sick. Like he never followed back up from what I understand, from what my producer told me. But then again, though, that does not in any way, you know, I understand if you don't want to talk to me or you think I'm an asshole, that's okay. Cause there are p- plenty of people, plenty of good people who don't like me very much. And that's okay. So I don't hold that against him at all, but that is my one interaction with Sean King. Um, now <clears throat> in terms of Sean, um, and, and what he's he's going through, it's really interesting because I've noticed on the internet when there are people that gain a lot of momentum behind what they're doing, there's always going to be a pack of people in the hundreds of thousands, maybe in the millions that just decide they hate you for whatever reason, right? Uh, the internet is an interesting place because the internet is a place that has uh, a lot of what I would consider to be a crabs in a barrel kind of 
thing going on. You could be Mary Poppins in Jesus. <clears throat> and if you got a big YouTube channel with 100,000 or more subscribers, there are going to be people who are just angry because they're jealous. Like that's just a, that's just reality. Uh, there, there's not a single person you can name, not one, who has a big platform on the Internet who does not have a whole culture committed to hating that person, right? Uh, it, it, when the bat, when Batman rises, the Joker is automatically going to rise. Uh, this is something I observed over time because I couldn't understand. Uh, I used to fall into this myth that uh, if I try to show that I'm a good person, that people will understand that I'm not, I'm not this and I'm not that. I'm not a scammer. I'm not whatever. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You could literally go around and give away a million dollars a day. And people will say, well, he's giving away that money because he's a dog and he because he really wants to come take it back or because he wants to put poison in the money. Right. Like literally it doesn't matter. Right. Right. So so just understand that anybody that's trying to build a platform, just know that being hated is going to be a part of the game and you're going to have to get used to that. And so I think Sean is probably used to that. Now, um, the interesting thing, though, is because Sean's platform is bigger than mine. And I have about a million subscribers across my different platforms, right? So I, I've got a decent platform, and I and there's a whole industry of I hate Boyce Watkins, and I know I know a lot of these guys. I, I know what you're doing. You're competing. You're 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 maybe you want to have you know whatever I've got or whatever. Usually, people that do that type of stuff, they want they either want to have what you you've got, or they, or if they're doing better than you, it's because they think you'll take what they have, right? That's usually what it happens. So effectively, um, there's a whole industry that emerges like that. Now, Sean, my industry is about this big, right? Maybe a couple hundred thousand people or more. He's got millions that hate him, millions of people that just, if you say, well, why do you hate Sean King? What did he do to you? They can't really tell you exactly what he did to you, right? They, they really can't. They, 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 they might say, well, you know, he's, he, 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 he thinks he's white or he thinks he's black, but he's really white. That doesn't really hurt you, right? If if a guy who's white identifies and wants to help the black community, um, I don't personally take offense to that because it doesn't affect me or my family. Um, I, I know Negroes that will hurt me faster than a white man will. I mean, y'all know what I'm talking about. Give me a yes or no if you know what I'm talking about. You got some Negroes out here that will take your ass out in a minute, like that hate you more than they could ever hate hate a white person, right? So so this so that part doesn't offend me. Right. And, and so and then they'll say, well, because he's scamming, he's stealing, he's stealing money and stuff like that. OK, I'm not going to say that that's an invalid critique. Right. I'm not going to say that's invalid. And I actually have more to talk about that because you guys know financial stuff is my topic. Like, that's my thing. That's what I'm you know, I'm, I have a Ph.D. in that. Um, but the, here's the question. Here's the thing I want to throw out there at you. Let's say Sean King's raised, you know, five million dollars since he started. I don't know what the number. Maybe it's 10. Let's say it's 10 million dollars. OK, you, you get me. Follow, let me know if you follow me here. Okay, and let's say that he's taking, you know, he's, let's say he's he's hooking up his family, right? He's doing the work, he's getting paid to do a job, right? The activism is is out there, right? He's 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 identifying um, cases of police brutality that you never would have known about. He's he's identifying situations where black people are getting screwed over that you probably wouldn't have known about because mainstream media doesn't cover it. Um, and let's say that you know he has a little salary for his for his his work, right? He raises ten million. Let's say he takes you know half a million out of the ten million. So nine point five million goes to charitable causes. Five hundred thousand goes to Sean and his family. Is there anything inherently wrong with a person being compensated for doing their job? Like seriously, is there anything wrong with that? I mean, I want to ask all of you in here. Give me a yes or no. When you go to work. Do you get paid for your job? Answer me. Everybody answer me. Give me a yes or no. When you go to work, do you expect to be paid? Or when you go to work, do you go to work and say, you know what, boss? I just really want to do a good job. I don't need no money. My kids are good. My kids ain't got to eat. I don't have to eat. 
I don't need no money in my bank account. I'm I'm happy being broke. Being broke is wonderful for me. I just want to make sure you get paid, boss. Seriously, I mean, I just want to ask you that. Seriously, I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not I'm not saying there's anything wrong with disagreeing. Disagreement is okay. We are a free thinking platform. It's totally fine to come in here and disagree. But I want you to really ask yourself. I mean, don't tell me if you if you think that I'm full of crap or you don't you don't like what I'm saying or you're just mad because I made a point that maybe doesn't fit with your own then don't ask, ask this question externally or don't answer it externally to me. Answer it within yourself. If you did a job, and let's say it's a job that's really meaningful to the community, uh, wouldn't you think it's fair to get something in compensation for the work that you're doing? I mean, think about it, right? Most of us expect to be compensated when we're doing worthless shit. Like you go lift boxes for Walmart all day, you expect to be paid for that. Well, what's more valuable to the world? Pay attention now. Listen, only uh, smart people going to get this. Some people just going to get mad because I'm making a point that you can't really, I don't think you can, I think it's hard to argue at this point. Think about this. What's more valuable to the black community? You lifting boxes at Walmart for which you expect to be compensated or going out here and identifying where a black baby got shot by the cops? I'm asking you all this question. What, which is which is more valuable to the black community? Identifying uh, a case that would have been ignored by media where a black baby got killed by the police and nobody cares or lifting boxes at Walmart. Who do you think should be compensated the most? The person who does the meaningful work or the person who does the meaningless work. Right. And, and, and what I, so what I found really fascinating is the idea that we think in hit, and this is not at your fault. If you think that it's a problem that Sean King might've gotten compensated for the money he raised, because that's the big issue. That's the big topic. Now that like Sean King's living in this big house. He's living in this $800,000 house in New Jersey with this five bedrooms and they showed all the images and stuff and people are eating it up, right? The people on the right are eating it up because they're saying, ha ha, look at this. This is, this is the hypocrisy that these, these liberals, you know, they run right here. They talk about activism. They don't believe in no damn activism. They out here, uh, they, you know, they, they out here just, uh, just scamming. They out here just taking money. Right. And, 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 and why is it? Think about this, right? Think about this. Pay attention now. The people that are saying this, that the, the, the conservatives that are saying that you're that you're a liar and a hypocrite for for a, letting your family live a decent life. Most of these conservatives are living good. Conservatives don't got no problem making money. They they build businesses. They build wealth for their family. They make investments in the stock. So they're probably living in a house three times bigger than Sean. So how can a guy pay attention now? How can a guy who's living in a house three times bigger than Sean King's come out and say that you're a hypocrite because you're living in a nice house? Well, that's not just the conservative's fault. It's actually the activist's fault. It's the activist's fault because somehow somebody put it in your head that if you are an activist, that you must take a vow of poverty. That somehow if you, to care about the black community, give me a yes or no if you've ever seen this, where people think that if you care about black people and you ain't in the struggle Walk around with, with no shoes on, struggling, like starving half to death and can't pay your damn rent. That if you're not really broke as hell, that 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 you're not you're not for real, that you faking it. You a scammer. You I you lying, you you fronting, you just pretending. What what at what point at what point in, in our commitment to the black community in activism did we ever take a vow of poverty? At what point did you ever take the, some of y'all black business owners? Some of y'all really how many of y'all give me in fact give me a yes or no. Give me a yes or no. How many of you love black people? Put a yes in the chat or put a B1 in the chat. If you if you love the black community, you want to see the black community do well. Give me a yes or no if you want to see the black community do well. How many of y'all just think, you know, like you really, you know, despite the niggotry that we see, because we, we see lots of that, 
But how many of you want to see black people win? Like, like me and my wife, we watch the Olympics and we, we do what we call the black Olympics. We really only care what the black people are doing. We don't really pay attention to, you know, synchronized swimming or anything else, even though black people will probably dominate that too. Okay. So, so, so all of you love black people. So, so give me a yes or no. How many of you believe that loving black people means that you got to be broke all the damn time? How many of y'all believe that doing work for the black community must always in every situation unconditionally, no matter what, always be a charity case. It must like the only time you can be helping black folks is when you're doing charity. That if you make a nickel, if your kids ain't dusty and stinky and broke and, and hungry, that somehow you ain't keeping it real. You ain't you faking it, dog. You ain't really you ain't really about it, about it. Like, what are you talking about? Are you telling me that I got to be poor, broke and struggling in order for me to show that I care about my people? Are you serious right now? So this is, but this is a problem. Here's the thing. I'm not blaming the conservatives, the, people, the conservatives that are attacking Sean King. I'm not blaming them for, for this stupidity. I'm blaming the activists. It's the activists and the, it's those Negroes that identify with liberalism. Like I'm a, I'm a trained Marxist. Well, I'm a, I'm anti-capitalist. I'm going to be a socialist. Why are you putting yourself in that damn box? You, do you understand that when you start putting yourselves itself in that Marxist, socialist, extreme liberal box, that that comes with an automatic vow of poverty to the point where somebody can call you a fraud just because your kids are eating good? That literally you have taken yourself completely out of the game of economic power. You can't play that game no more because if you if you have 10 cents in your pocket and you ain't pulling that 10 cents out to give it to the cause, then you then you're you're faking it. That's why I never got I don't get into that. No. Activism costs money. Activism costs money. In fact, let's go back to the summer of 2020. Remember when uh Black Lives Matter it was running those organized scams schemes where somehow randomly white people were appearing in black neighborhoods and strategically pouring gasoline on buildings and throwing bricks through windows like it was a planned operation, like a military operation. Anybody remember that? And people were cashing it on film and putting it on the internet, and they were like, Man, what's going on here? Who's that white guy? Why is he in the why is he in the west side, the west side of Chicago? We ain't seen a white person over here since the 70s. What's going on here? Right? Well. That that was that was a that was pretty much kind of like an activist version of a military operation. They had people delivering supplies and delivering troops, so to speak, to make sure that they were pushing forward with their agenda. Do you think that that didn't cost money? Like, do you think that they did that? That they they just asked people to do it for free, or do, or do you think that it costs money for them to pull off an operation of that scale? Where their goal, their agenda is to disrupt global capitalism, which I don't even halfway blame because sometimes capitalism is, is, a, is a son of a bitch. So capitalism does terrible things. This whole pandemic and the response to the pandemic and how they pushing everybody to get that shot. Oh, that's capitalism. That's capitalism. These corporations are making hundreds of billions of dollars getting you to get these shots. Right. Even though I just showed you mathematically on my Instagram page, my Instagram's the real Boyce Watkins. If you ever want to follow, feel free to follow on my Instagram page. I explained to you that your chances of dying from the virus are about one in 500. There are neighborhoods in this community where you have a higher probability of getting shot. So 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 your odds of dying from that virus, an average random person, their odds are one in 500. But if you are not old, your odds go down if you are not sick your odds go down. If you don't have pre-existing conditions, your odds go down. If you're not obese, your odds go down. So so, so, so think about this, right? Why in the hell are they really pushing you to go get a shot 
where your odds of uh, 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 to protect you from something that has maybe for most of you about a one in 1000 chance of killing you. Well, that's capitalism. Capitalism is because go look at the numbers. Go look at go look at the quarterly. You remember I do. I'm a financial guy. I'm a, a stock market guy. I've been looking at the quarterly reports of these uh, of these big pharmaceutical companies. They're making hundreds of billions of dollars from this. So so they're going they're going to push till the wheels fall off. Just understand that. And then, and then you're going to have boosters coming through. You got extra little. I, I saw <laughs> I saw um, a little card protector that you could buy at CVS that where you could put your little card in to show that you got the shot. I'm not going to use the V word because you get banned for that. But you you put the you put your little card in there. So it's like a little card protector. And they were selling even the little card protectors. Right. So this is a whole industry. This is a whole industry. So so my point is to say that that, you know, the reason that I'm not real concerned about what Sean King might have done with that 10 million or 5 million or whatever he raised is because while you're putting all your energy on this guy, you got people that come in your community taking billions of dollars every single day of the week. You got, I mean, think about how much money, compare the amount of money Sean King might have raised or, or, or used. Like, let's say he took a million dollars for himself. Let's say it was 2 million, right? Compare that to the amount of money Popeye's chicken probably made selling. Uh, refried diabetes in, in black communities all across America, where you got big obese ass people, greasy ass, fat ass people in line in the hot ass sun down down the street, around the corner, down the block, trying to get access to some refried diabetes that's going to kill them, especially if the pandemic gets worse. They're the first ones to go down, right? And and and, and, and literally, and, and they're literally cranking billions of dollars for this, and and that that same smoke you have for for this guy who may or may not be doing what you think he should be doing. You don't have none of that smoke, but these white folks coming in here just taking billions of dollars, taking a hundred, a thousand times more money than Sean King could ever take. He could, even if he was a thief, which I don't know, I'm not going to tell you what you should think. I don't care what you think, honestly, in, in terms of what, I mean, you can have your opinion. Your opinion belongs to you. I want to make that clear. But, but even if he was taking all the money, he still couldn't take a fraction of what they taken from you right under your nose. So let's just be clear. Let's just be clear. If you, if you hate this guy, you don't hate him because you think he's doing something unethical. You don't, because there's plenty of people doing unethical shit all under your nose every single day of the week. You hate him because he's on the internet like you. And maybe unlike yourself, like he's built this big YouTube platform or internet platform. And you're sitting there thinking, man, if I had a YouTube channel that big, I could be making money. I could be paying my rent better. So how do I how do I go after this guy and say terrible things about it? Because pay attention now. Like, look, you could just ignore Sean if you wanted to. Again, seriously, I want to give you permission. In fact, I'm going to give you permission to do what I do. Here's what I do with Sean King. I swear to God, this is the honest God truth. I'm going to have to be honest. I ignore a lot of what Sean King does. I just do. I, not because I don't care, but because, you know, I see his, you know, I'll see his post. He'll put exclamation points on everything because he's trying to get everybody riled up. Like, oh my God, this happened. Oh my God. And I can't, I can't, I don't live on that vibration. I'm not living in a world where, again, but maybe it's because I'm a 50 year old grown man and I'm not going to sit here and constantly be screaming like a little bitch because of, because white people did something else to us today. I can't do that. Maybe, maybe that's a job for my daughters or something. Maybe they're, they're the ones that can bring it to me. Like, Dad, can you believe that? I'm like, yeah, they've been killing black people for like hundreds of years. I, I you know, not that I don't care, but I'm not going to constantly live in this constant state of emotional trigger. Right. So I listen to a lot. I don't, I, I ignore a lot of stuff Sean posts. Um, also, uh, pay attention. I want you. To, I want to ask you this this other really important question, and and only honest people will give me an honest answer. Give me a yes or no, honestly. How many of you have ever given money to any cause that Sean King was raising money for? Give me a yes or no. How many of you have ever given 
one nickel to Sean King? Give me a yes or no. And this is especially a question for those who hate him so much, who are who make it an industry to kind of tear him down. How many of you have ever given him a nickel? I bet you that 99% of y'all going to say hell no. You're, you're going to say no. Nothing, nothing you haven't, right? It, you know, the haters ain't going to give you no money. And even the people that like Sean, they're like, good job. Thank you for bringing attention to that, right? Because I'm And I don't knock that either. I think that's fine. I, I totally get it, right? Uh, even, even the people who clap for him. 99% of y'all ain't giving no money. To, so, so what where's the what's the problem? What's the I mean, if he's got a business or a thing going on or a charitable situation happening or whatever that ain't got nothing to do with you and your bank account and your family, why mess with it? Like I, I don't I, I've never given money to anything Sean King has ever done. I did give money to Umar Johnson school, but I didn't really care about what I it was $25 in night in 2015. I'm not going to sit around and say, damn, what, what's that Negro doing with my $25? What, what, did you say that when you went to the liquor store? Did you ask what what um, what uh, what Mr. Mr. Alibaba from, from Saudi Arabia or, or India was doing with your money when you spent that money in the liquor store? Did you ask what McDonald's is doing when you spent that money at, at, at McDonald's that day? Do you ask what Nike is doing? How how Nike living? I saw the CEO of Nike. He driving a nice car. That's some bitch. That no, he go for driving nice cars off my sneaker money. What's you know, you don't do that. You do that with other black people. You just do. You just. I mean, let's just. I mean, I'm not making fun of you if you're in that category. Maybe we just got to go to rehab, right? We all do, right? But that's that's what's happening. That's what's going on. Right. So anyway, do me a favor, hit the thumbs up button, hit the share button, hit the subscribe button. We're talking about Sean King and uh, this this interesting controversy about him living in a nice house. And a lot of people are kind of going after him for that. If you could please hit the thumbs up button. Uh, We are trying to build black media. And uh, and my goal is to support and promote the idea of free thinking in the black community and critical analysis. So uh, not everybody's ready for that. I get that. Uh, we're only appealing to maybe 10% of you. <laughs> uh, a lot of people are going to get just get mad and whatever, and you can go stomp off and go to Shade Room or something. But those of you that really want to be smarter, and um, I, I want to encourage you to hang out because uh, I want to challenge your thinking. Now, not because I'm right, but because uh, there, there are different ways to look at everything, and I encourage you to do that so you can understand the world a little bit better. So any, also, don't forget, on Wednesday nights at 8.30, we, we have a book club. We're reading the book uh, Black Labor, White Wealth by Dr. Claude Anderson. Right now we're on page 40 and we meet every Wednesday night at 830. And also if you get uh, if you go to blackkeystogreatness.com, you can also get free access to my life class. This costs you nothing. It's totally free. Uh, we meet every Wednesday night at 830 and we are we are just we want to be the smartest of the pack. OK, so uh, so go to blackkeystogreatness.com if you're interested. All right. So so let's keep talking about Sean King and what's going on with this as far as. Uh, the money. Okay, so so let's just go back to this, right? I remember seeing where Sean released a um a really long report, like a big fat report, like basically accounting for every penny that he ever made, and was saying, you know, that this proves that I, you know, that I didn't take this money for myself, etc. Okay, fine. Um, honestly, I felt like that was too much. I felt like he was. Uh, I I feel like you are losing whenever you try to appeal to the people who are who have decided that they hate you no matter what. Right. Uh, the only people I, I will appeal to, the only people I'll clear things up with are the people that truly want to know the truth. 
the people that are in the middle, like, hmm, Dr. Boyce, can you kind of explain this? So-and-so said that blah, 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 blah. And, and I like those conversations are fun because then I can say, no, here's what's really going on. That person's never met me. They don't know anything about me. You know, Kwame Brown doesn't even know who he, he's never met me or my wife. So no, all these things he's saying, he's making these things up, right? I like those conversations, but I don't have those conversations with haters. You should never try to appeal to the people who hate you because no matter what you say, they're going to find a reason to keep hating you. It's like a Democrat trying to explain to a Republican why he's a good guy. Republicans are always going to twist everything a Democrat says. Democrats are always going to twist everything a Republican says. That's how the game works. They are not your friends. So I didn't understand why Sean did that report, but I kind of did. Maybe uh, he was trying to assuage the doubts of those who were truly trying to figure out like what's really going on here, right? Because again, the goal of uh, you know COINTEL Pro type operations is uh, not so much to always undermine a target, but to really create chaos and confusion. If I confuse you, then that's enough to get to distract you, right? That's why, for example, if a black man is accused of rape, right? When he's accused of rape, an accusation is just as bad as a conviction. Just an accusation alone is enough to derail almost any thing that you're doing that could be positive, right? Just being accused, you know, and that that's why, you know, we, we've had extensive conversations about that because you got to play chess. You got to play above the rim or or they're going to dunk on you every time. So effectively, the the, the, the the interesting thing about the Sean King thing was when he issued that long report, I remember thinking, hmm, I wonder what he's thinking with this and why he would do that. And so, so, so here's the thing, right? So, so, you know, we, we live under this false idea that if you're advocating for uh, the black community or advocating for anything that's activist related, that you must take a vow of poverty, you must be poor, no matter what. That is a false idea. And let me tell you why. Let's look. I did some research and I looked up the uh, the income of people who are running legitimate legal charities, right? And I and I want I want to share some of this data with you and uh, and show you how much people activists. These are other activists that are running charities how much money they're making. I want you to compare that to whatever people think Sean King's making right now. Uh, there's a guy named Craig B. Thompson, MD, who's the president and CEO of Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center. He Last year, uh, Craig made $5.7 million, uh, including $3.3 million in bonuses and incentives. Uh, Robert Stone from City of Hope and Affiliates made $3 million including $1.4 million in bonuses and incentives. Nancy Brown from the American Heart Association made $2.5 million, of which $1.4 million was bonuses and incentives. Michael Salem, MD, from the National Jewish Health Alliance, made $2.4 million. Michael James, Chief of Staff for the Shriners Hospitals, made $2.1 million. Wayne LaPierre from the NRA made $1.8 million. J.C. Watts, Jr., from Feed the Children, made $1.8 million. Laurie Gilmcher, MD, from the Danner-Farber Cancer Institute, made $1.7 million. So I want to ask you, give me a yes or no. Give me a yes or no. Do you think that any of these people that, that made between $1.5 million and, and $5 million for running charities, do you think any of these people took a vow of poverty? Do you think any of these people are even going to answer your email if you email them and say, Hey Negro, I heard I heard you was living large. I heard you living good. I heard you I heard you uh you got you a nice you, a new car. I heard you got you a, a, a new house. Well, what's up with that? Do you think that they're gonna respond to you? Do you think that they're gonna uh they're gonna even hear anything that you have to say? 
Do you think that? I mean, think about this. Now, pay attention. Now, these 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 uh, nonprofit organizations legally, they they have to have a board. They have boards that approve these these compensation packages. They, they it's not like they could just sneak in there and dip their hand in the cookie jar and be like, I'm gonna just sneak off and go buy me some Jordans with this money. They can't do that. They have to get board approval for these salary packages, and the board is not full of stupid people. It's not full of people that are just like, oh man, let's just give our money away. No, the board is full of people who say, yeah, we're going to pay this guy $3 million, but he's going to help us raise $100 million. So, so we, And we'll give him another million if he ra- helps us raise another $50 million. Because we got the, the charity got 50, he got one. He's going to be compensated because he's damn good at what he does. And, and the interesting thing to me is that we can understand this logic in almost every arena of life other than black activism. The only area where you can't understand that logic is when it comes to activism, because somehow you think an activist, every activist must take a vow of poverty. But you can understand that when when you hear that LeBron James got a $100 million deal, you don't say, man, what, uh, that Negro living good. He's supposed to be, he's supposed to care about the Lakers. He's supposed to care about winning championships. He, don't, he obviously don't care about championships, because look, he got paid. Right? You don't use that logic when it comes to your own salary. Right. You go to your boss and you say, hey, boss, look, I, I was delivering. I was the number one salesperson. I made eight hundred thousand dollars for the company. I think I deserve a bonus. Right. You get that. You understand that logic. And all. you you don't have you don't get confused when you hear that Will Smith made 40 million dollars last year because his movies were blockbusters in the box office. You don't get confused by that. But when you hear that Sean King. Is is not living in a two bedroom apartment, <laughs> you know that he's. Well, wait, wait, he got a how he got a yard? What he got a yard in his house? What you what you what you mean he got a whole acre of land? What 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 what's going on with that? He he a scammer. He a scammer, man. He a scammer. What are you talking about? Where did that where did that logic come from? Where did it come from? I'm gonna tell you where I think it came from. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you where I think it came from. It came from the fact that. The biggest mistake that black activists have made in the last 60 years is you started aligning your activism with far left anti anti rich ideologies, anti wealth ideologies. That's where it came from. It came from the fact that in the 1950s and 60s, when black people were trying to fight their way through oppression, the communists came along and the Marxists came along and the socialists came along and said, We'll we'll train you for the revolution. We'll prepare you because you know your problem is not racist. It's the capitalists and it's the it's the rich people. The rich people are bad. Every rich person's bad. Every person that's got money is naturally evil because you know that they had to steal it to have some money. That's where it came from. It came from the fact that you have falsely been led to believe that black activism must must run in lockstep with socialism, communism, Marxism, and Democratic Party ideologies. That is where it came from. Because there is no other place in your life where you think it is illogical and and illegal for a man or woman to be compensated when they do a damn good job. So here's what I'm saying to you. Here's, Here's my point on this. You can say what you want about Sean King all day. You can like him, not like him. Call him Talcum X. I don't care. I don't give a shit. I just don't care. But you cannot argue that the man's not good at what he does. You can't. You can't. You can't. It's, it, it, even his haters will have to acknowledge that dude, you can't go build three million 
followers on Instagram, can you? How many of y'all could go get 3 million Instagram followers because you're because people like love your work that much? How many of y'all feel like you could do that? <laughs> if I gave you three years to get it done, how many of y'all think? No, you couldn't. So, so, so what, whatever you think about Sean King, the man's good at what he does. And we live in a society, we live in a world where when people are good at something, they tend to get compensated for that. The comedian who tells the funniest jokes is going to make the most money. You don't have, you don't get confused when you hear that Dave Chappelle signed a $60 million deal with Netflix. You get that. You understand why, right? Because you're like, well, he's Dave Chappelle. I mean, shit, he's funny, right? You don't get confused when you hear about your favorite actress getting $10 million for a movie because they're the best, right? You're not sitting around weighing the inherent benefits and value of somebody actually being in a movie or playing a basketball game. You don't sit around and say, well, gosh, wait a minute. Because think about it. If you were really going to go deep with it, you would say, why the hell should a basketball player make more money than a teacher, right? Teachers are far more important than basketball players, yet basketball players make 100 times, 1,000 times more than a teacher. Well, that makes no sense, Right. It makes no sense if you don't understand how economic systems work. The reason the basketball player makes more than the teacher is because when he dribbles that damn basketball, the NBA makes a couple billion dollars a year and they give him a piece of the action. Right. And unfortunately for poor teachers, God bless all of you who are teachers, because I think you're extremely important. Uh, teachers, uh, unfortunately, are training little little children. They represent the future. And you live in a society that is so short sighted that they don't invest in their children. And that's why America is going to fail. They do not invest in the children because children don't vote. Children don't buy products. Children don't have any say in society. So you're screwing your kids by giving them an inferior education where 100,000 of the kids are coming out of school every single year without even being able to read. And, and you think you're going to compete with China where their kids are on top of everything. You're going to lose. You're, you're going to lose. You better start making sure your grandkids and kids learn Chinese because they're they going to take over everything because they invest in their children. You do not. Period. With that said... Hit the thumbs up button. Please hit the thumbs up, share, subscribe button if you haven't done it yet. If you do want to support the platform, feel free to check the Patreon out. It's uh, intelligentblackpeople.com. You don't have to do it, but if you'd like to support what we're doing, feel free to go to intelligentblackpeople.com. And also uh, on Tuesday, I want to remind you guys that um, in the blackstockmarketprogram.com, I'm bringing in a special guest by the name of Chris Davis. Chris is the world's leading expert in business automation and scaling up small businesses. And so he's worked with a lot of people in groups like Traffic Sales and Profit, a lot of black entrepreneurs who scale their income from, you know, 10 grand a month to 100 grand, stuff like that. And he's really good at automation. So if you'd like to come to the uh, the conversation on the um, on Tuesday, it's a Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern. Actually, you can come for free. And let me give you a way you can go go for free. I was going to put that up there, but you don't have to pay anything. Uh, go to the blackbusinessschool.com and just do a free membership. And all the students in the Black Business School are going to be invited in. So in the Black Business School, we do student symposiums where we kind of bring everybody together. And this is something I want everybody to be exposed to. So if you'd like to see Chris Davis and, and engage with, with the discussion on Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, go to theblackbusinessschool.com and do a free membership. You can get started for free. All right. So let me um, let me just go ahead and, and dig a little deeper into this this issue. Um, here's 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 my key point here, right? When you're talking about Sean King, and and you're talking about this idea that people feel like he's a scammer because he lives in a nice house, right? That's what led me to do this video today because I saw that I saw the um, I saw the thing about Sean, and I saw where you know people were giving him the business because apparently he lives in this big house in New Jersey that has five bedrooms or something like that. Um, I don't personally uh, get offended by that, mainly because 
you know, I, I think that a person who does a good job should be paid. Like when you do your, your job at work and you do a good job, you expect to be compensated. Uh, I don't think that that necessarily proves that he's scamming anybody. But remember, I don't blame the attackers for this or, or the people on the right. I blame the people on the left for who've conv- and I blame you for allowing people to convince you that black activism is a vow of poverty. Uh, in fact, black activism should not be a vow of poverty because if you'd had more economic engines behind your activism in the 1960s, the activism would have been more successful. Pay attention. The Black Panthers failed largely because they didn't have enough money to operate. When activists can't get access to money, they inherently have to go work for a capitalist on Monday morning in order to pay the bills. So if the Black Panther Party, and I don't know if they had this, maybe they didn't, I just didn't know, but if they'd had a more vested interest in bringing in people that know how to run businesses and build industry and make money and brought them in on the tail end of the activism to provide the support, the financial backing of the activism, I believe the activism would have been more successful because then they wouldn't have to go out and ask for donations in order to keep going, right? Because if you can't pay your activists, if you can't feed your soldiers, then your soldiers are not going to be able to fight the war. Do you understand what I'm saying here? Give me a yes or no if you follow what I'm saying. If you look at the civil rights movement, another failed uh, act, uh, form of activism, it was failed in the sense that it didn't give you any more economic power. You're not in a better position. Your kids are not better educated. As a result, you just got a little more integrated into the white system so white people can get your money a little bit more effectively. If they'd had more economic thinkers involved in the civil rights movement, that movement wouldn't have gone left either. And I'd use left both literally and figuratively. That term is applicable because it was a leftist ideology that drove all of this to the point where you booted out your business owners. You booted out your people that said, hey, we got to go make this bread. You booted out the people that said, hey, we got to feed the children. We got to feed the soldiers. You booted them out in exchange for this nonsensical idea that somehow if we sit here and let white people beat the hell out of us every Tuesday, that we're going to somehow be uh, become better people because they're going to treat us nicer and we're going to feel better about ourselves. And, and so what I'm saying to you is that you've got to let go of these labels. Stop letting white people put a label on your black ass and tell you which side of the fence you're supposed to be on. You don't have to pick between being left and being right. Sometimes ideas on the left make sense. Sometimes ideas on the right make sense. Black people need a specific and unique set of ideologies that will drive us to the strength and the freedom that we desire. It must be custom made. It can't, it's like fitting a custom suit. You can't buy this shit off the rack. Right. You cannot go and just get some sort of pre-made uh, value meal set set where they tell you, uh, well, because you're a Democrat, you got to believe this and this and this. And because you're a Republican, you must believe this and this and that. No, you just need to be black and you need to find the solutions where they lie and, 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 and move forward with those things. And some of those solutions require money. They require money. And, and, and I don't and I just really with the Sean King thing. And again, I have no interest in, in backing Sean King. I've never had a conversation with the man. I don't know the guy. We're from the same state of Kentucky. That's all I know. But outside of that, I told you. And he even ghosted me when I was supposed to do an interview. I was supposed to interview him. He he he, he didn't he didn't show up. Maybe because I'm a little radical. I get that. I understand why people are afraid to talk to me or don't want to talk to me or whatever. It's totally fine, right? Uh, you know, no one, no one, very few people would debate me, especially the you know the the heavy the Kwame you know Ice Kwame Brown. I say, hey, let's debate. Let's do a public debate. That'd be really fun. Kwame Gummy, he don't want that, right? I get that. I get that. But but I will say to you that when you're talking about Sean King. And you tell me that he is a terrible person and a scammer. I kind of need to know what exactly you mean. Like what, what, what exactly is really happening? Because if you tell me that he's a scammer because he lives in a nice house, 
That's really problematic logic, which reflects the fact that many of you activists have boxed yourselves in by believing that being a black activist is, is the same as taking a vow of poverty. In fact, the poorer you are, the weaker you are, and the weaker you are, the less effective your activism will become. You cannot have real power in America without having money somewhere in the background. Even the Black Lives Matter movement, ironically, again, it's being funded. It was funded by billionaires. That's where Patrice Cullors got their money from. Right. So. So uh, and I'm not criticizing her for being a Marxist. There are a lot of good ideas in Marxism. Actually, if you recall Marx's critique of capitalism, I was reading it. I said, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. I agree with that. I agree with that. So. So. But the, here's the problem. Because just because you can criticize something, this is something for y'all critical Negroes, the Negroes that love to pick apart what everybody else is doing. Right. So. So. So this is an important point. So Karl Marx, just because I agree with every critique he had of a capitalist system, that doesn't mean he's right, because at that point I'm saying, OK, now that you've done the childish work of critiquing somebody else's process, I want to see you build something better. And there's no point anywhere in the world where I've ever seen where a Marxist system has ever been able to provide the kind of economic prosperity that people deserve. Right. So the answer clearly must be somewhere in the middle. Uh, right. Because hardcore capitalism is screwed up. Right. We know what's going on with the back. Well, I'm not going to say the V word, but, you know, what's going on with the government shots. They're making billions of dollars from this. And that's why they're pushing these shots on you. Right. Because they're making so much money. Right. So we know the problems of capitalism. We get that. Right. But but for black folks, the answer is somewhere in the middle. You're going to have to have your people on the left get together with your people on the right in a mutually respectful way so that you can share ideas that will help you to achieve the goal. It's just like football. In football, you can't win a football game when all you've got is a quarterback, running back, and wide receivers. No, and you also can't win a football game when all you've got are offensive linemen and and defensive linemen. You can't win a football game like that. The only way you can win a game is when the offensive linemen and defensive linemen get together with the running backs and the, the, the quarterback and the wide receivers and come up with a unified strategy where everybody plays a part and you win together as a team. So but so so to conclude on this conversation, everybody, please type the word team in the chat, T-E-A-M. Uh, if you don't learn how to work as a team, then you will never have any power. You cannot defeat white supremacy when everybody's going in every single every different direction and swears that their direction is the right one and everybody else is wrong. You cannot do that. If you have no ability to accept and honestly process the ideas that other people have that are different from your own, then you will never be able to have the amount of intellectual diversity required to fight a system as sinister and as well-developed as white supremacy. You can't do it. You can't do it. You know, you, you just can't. You're trying to kill a dinosaur with one bullet. You can't do it. So so, so that's my point on this. Um, you know, I, I would say that I wish Sean King good luck, but honestly, I don't know the guy, so I don't. It, it is what it is. I think Sean is, I'm sure he's used to it. It comes with the territory, whatever, right? Um, and, uh, and and Lord knows, I mean, shit, I, I have a whole industry of, of anti-Boyce Watkins people out there. And, and processing and understanding that is what actually led me to kind of understand a little bit about what he might be feeling with this. And uh, and I would just tell everybody in general uh, that, you know, you, you can't live for the people who hate you. You got to live for the people who love you. And so if you want to know what my position is on any of that, it's I live for the people who love me. I live for the people who have my back. And and, and, th and those are the ones I ride for. Those are the ones I'm talking to. The people who hate me, um, you know, it's okay. Uh, I'll just be the guy you love to hate. 
they do Ice Cube used to have a song. Remember Ice Cube's song, the, the nigga you love to hate, right? It's okay. Like, I'll be the guy you love to hate, and it's all right. You know, I wish you the best. But at the end of the day, uh, you can't live for the people who hate you. You got to live for the people who love you. So so work for the people who have your back and, and keep doing your thing. Keep moving forward. And I, and I believe that Sean does more good than harm. Um, you know, again, most of y'all in here, most people in here that will criticize the hell out of Sean have never given a nickel, not one nickel to anything he's ever done. So what did this man actually do to you? What did he do to you? He did nothing to you. You're just you're just joining in the choir of attacking a black person more than you would ever attack a white person. Because, again, when you get mad because you think Sean King might have made two hundred thousand, three hundred thousand dollars last year. I just showed you a list of charitable activist CEOs, many of whom are working in black countries like Haiti, who made between three and five million dollars. Where's your smoke for them? Where, where, where are you attacking them? Where's your nicknames for them? You don't do that. Well, why? Well, because you're a white supremacist, because you put white people in the in the legion of the gods. You don't attack the gods. You only attack the other people that you see to be equivalent to you. So you will attack a black person. You, you know, unfortunately, it's a lot like the guys that will go rob people in, the, in their own neighborhood, but won't go across town because they're scared to go to Beverly Hills and rob somebody. They're going to rob somebody in the hood. So so I, so at the end of the day, I'm not I'm just not that's not the energy that I'm interested in. I, I don't think it's productive energy. So I want to say thank you, Mr. and Mrs. Bernard, for your donation. I appreciate that very, very much. And uh, that's pretty much it. That's all I'm going to. Um, <clears throat> that's all I have to say today about this particular topic. Uh, I got to get ready. Our son is going to college. We're doing a trunk party for him today. So I got to go uh, and be a dad for a little bit. Uh, hit the thumbs up button, hit the share button, hit the subscribe button. And uh, also, uh, I'll give you a free resource that uh, that will help you if you would like uh, to take a look at it. Uh, if you go to All Black Economics or actually the theallblackagenda.com, uh, you can actually take a look at things like the $5 a day investing plan that I laid out. If you want your family to be wealthy, there really is. Um, it really is necessary for you to invest in for them consistently. I cannot press, impress this upon you enough. Uh, even if you're randomly picking stocks, even if you're putting it into like an S&P 500 index fund, consistent investing every week is what will build your family wealth. Um, I don't care what anybody says. This is proven with scientific data going back 100 years that any family that consistently puts money in the stock market and leaves that money there and just and picks random stocks. You don't, don't pick different stocks. Don't put all your money in like AMC or in Dogecoin. You put your money in solid companies, or, you know, Amazon, Microsoft, across the board, your, your money will grow and your wealth, your family wealth will be higher than the average white person within one generation. So this wealth gap is easy to solve family by family. It's hard to solve it for the whole black community because a lot of your Negroes won't listen. A lot of folks don't want to listen to this. But for those who listen, it is very easy to solve the wealth the wealth gap. Um, this is what I'm an expert in. And so theallblackagenda.com, I wrote a little ebook, tiny little ebook called the $5 Day Investing Plan. It's totally free. So feel free to go to theallblackagenda.com and, um, and I wish you the very best. All right, guys, I'm going to check back in a little bit later. Hope you have a wonderful day and uh, I'll see you guys soon. And uh, hit the thumbs up button on your way out and I'll talk to you later. Take care. Peace. Here we are, clan the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now, family, we the ones who gotta delegate. Get that money in the power, never be fake. Stick to co-sign for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees, triple ten. Three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is bliss, but we can turn it to intelligence. Please, none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down here on Dr. Voice TV. Here we are.